Okay, here we go. Uh, Changemaker Friends Fam community, thank you so much for joining us again for another Changemaker podcast. Today we have another amazing guest who's going to be sharing with us his insights. Um, I want to introduce Ramon A. Ganders. Uh, Ramon, thank you so much for uh, being with us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I have a quick bio, so I want to make sure that uh, the folks out here um, in our audience know who you are and kind of what uh, what amazing work that you're doing. So uh, Ramon is the communications director for KE&G Construction, a 100% employee-owned heavy civil, civil uh, general construction company. He addresses and participates with all community outreach and leads the marketing team by assisting in preparation of statements for qualification and bid proposals. Ramon was the executive director for the Arizona Transportation Builders Association for seven years before coming to KENG. Prior to that, he was the president and CEO of the Greater Oro Valley Chamber of Commerce, executive director of the Metropolitan, uh, Metropolitan Pima Alliance, chief of staff for council member Kathleen Dunbar in the city of Tucson, and staff lobbyist for the Tucson Metropolitan Chamber of Commerce. With over a decade of associate management experience and lobbying for federal, state, and local policies, Ramon continues to build and create new relationships. Ramon served as chair of the City Transportation Bond Oversight Committee, that's Prop 409. He is the co-founder and treasurer for the Southern Arizona Construction Career Days. Ramon now serves on the Pima Association of Government's Regional Transportation Authority Citizen Advisory Committee. He serves as a board member for the Healthiest Town in America, Tucson Young Professionals, the YMCA of Tucson, and the Urban Land Institute Young Leaders. Born in Bogota, Colombia, Ramon immediately moved to the United States. He attended a college prep school at Trinity Pauling School in New York. Ramon came to Tucson and graduated from the University of Arizona in 2001 with a Bachelor of Arts in Communication. In his spare time, he especially enjoys playing hockey and following and attending University of Arizona sports. Ramon, thank you so much. That's an impressive bio, my man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, so um, you, Ramon, have seen um, quite a bit, right, being in all of this. And, and for our audience out here, you know, we always start off kind of just getting a little bit with respect to we're seeing kind of the end product, right, like where you're at now. But um, everybody has help that they received along the way. And, and, and maybe you have some insights for those folks who are out there that, you know, may not be sure where they're headed or they're heading in a direction. But, you know, what are some of the things that along this journey to get you to this point helped you to get to this point? Before we jump into some of the more kind of intricate issues here, what are some of the things that got you to this point that are like must do's for anybody who's out there? Uh, I would I would. Uh, I think but I think the first thing I would always mention is surrounding yourself around people that are going to help you. There's always people out there that uh, um, may not help you, but finding those that are willing to support your efforts and things you're trying to do, your accomplishments, your goals, uh, your achievements, whatever the end goal may be. Um, I, I, you know, my bio is what it is, but I couldn't have done it without people around me. You know, all those organizations that you mentioned, uh, you know, covers a few thousand people in the community mm -hmm. and uh, couldn't have done it without them. I obviously had board of directors that led me to direction in terms of you know which way we go so I always say um, surround yourself around people that are, are wanting to um, help your end goal and your achievements and, and go along the same way with you I've had uh, some great mentors in in my life uh, particularly obviously in Tucson with my career uh, so I owe it to to the others rather than just myself mm. that, that's beautiful advice and, and definitely um, what we want to highlight because a lot of folks out here are saying 
you know, there's a lot of opportunity, but you have to know how to how to go after that opportunity. Right. And knowing who to connect to, like you're saying, is is key. So um, you are at KNG, and um, KNG has a really positive reputation in our community. I, I hope so. Lot. Yeah, I mean, only <laughs> good things, really. And so um, what we want to know here is kind of a little bit on uh, CSR. So for the folks who are not familiar with uh, CSR, uh, CSR is corporate uh, social responsibility, right? And so we're seeing a a huge move in the past it was um, more kind of philanthropic in nature mm -hmm. right large organizations would then be philanthropic would be helping out in the community mm -hmm. by you know signing a check mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. um, and and that still happens and sure. that's very much still needed we Absolutely. don't want to discourage that kind of uh, contribution but there's a little bit more now in the landscape when it comes to corporate and social responsibility so let's discuss that at, at the macro level okay so uh, the idea that a, a collaboration of people can come together for for change has been an ongoing thing right mm -hmm. that folks can come together. So many businesses have collaborations with uh, nonprofits that they donate to, um, you know, charities, etc. But CSR is kind of changing the landscape a little bit. So talk to us in that kind of macro level, what's happening with companies? How are they seeing their corporate responsibility playing out in, in the business sector, you know, in the community space, you know, uh, when it comes to, you know, politics, everything? What is this corporate responsibility looking like at the macro level? So certainly, you know, I think what you said earlier, obviously the charitable giving with, with financial donations are always uh, a must and it continues. Um, I've always believed that uh, what's good for the community is good for me and what's good for me is good for the community. Um, and by doing so, we have to um, find ways to uh, to give back. And so when we talk about KNG construction, we're we're about 300 employees here in Southern Arizona. You know, we belong to several organizations in this community, um, do a lot of great financial donations. But one of the things I've been trying to thrive with our with our employees is um, ways to give back by volunteering their time, um, participating on various committees that they seek uh, importance to them, but they also might think is important to the company. Um, I, you know, we we, you know, again back to the money, we get this pot of gold, and we say, okay, how are we gonna how are we gonna divvy that up? But I don't I don't see that um, uh, always working. Just saying here here's my here's my donation. Mm -hmm. It's about trying to find um, the right person to sit on these groups boards or participate. Whether it's to volunteer, whether it's to come to um, you know a school to to help clean up or into the community with um, parks and recs. There's there's all these great opportunities for people to give back. Uh, so I always I always try to find um, opportunities for our employees. Um, to continue to participate and you know, we're all really busy, mm -hmm. but I know there's always folks out there that want to give back to the community It's just finding them the right place and the right time to do so mm. Beautiful beautiful. So that that's at that macro level So let's let's talk at the micro level and the how-to's I know there's a lot of folks out there and I'm I'm sure that KNG and other organizations are kind of solicited all the time, mm -hmm. right? So um, what's the appropriate way like what what is what is all right and what's like you know what that's off base man like you you, we, you shouldn't be approaching organizations in that manner i think there's some folks that are making some mistakes out there right with respects to csr um who are you know i don't know just not doing it in the way that's appropriate in a, you know sitting at the table like you're saying right. you know opening the door for these volunteer opportunities you know what does that look like at the micro level how do those relationships get built what's appropriate for folks when they are trying to solicit organizations with respect to CSR so that's a that's a good question um, I don't know if I have the greatest answer but I you know one, one of the things that we talk about within our or with our company and with our organization organizations that I belong to you know one of the things I always remembered 
uh, being up at the Ore Valley Chambers, we had a staff about four or five. And one of the things I always told them is um, find a board or find a, a, an organization that you're going to give back, you know, 50 hours a year to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they did. And what we did was just try to find out what they were what they were interested in, whether it was um, animals, you know, mm-hmm. trying to find or ways to, you know, fundraise to provide um, shelters or surgeries or whether it was a business organization. One of the things I did when I first got into Ore Valley was um, participate with the Amphi School District Board. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was my choice of, of giving back. And uh, with, with K&G, we, we kind of do the same thing. We kind of survey our employees, try to find out what their interests are, um, how much time they want to give back or what they feel. Uh, but at the same time, we also, um, uh, we, we kind of want uh, employees to, to, if they haven't done so, to, to get out of their normal, their circles. Mm-hmm. Um, and some are not comfortable doing that, but some kind of feel, okay, you know, I, I should give back to the community. We do a lot of things with the top the highway programs, different things that, you know, even take a few hours. And so um, one of the things I always just strive to, to talk about is finding what your niche is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not just from an employee standpoint, but I think for organizations that are always knocking on our door, because I get calls all the time too, and half of them I'm like, you know, that's not for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there could be opportunity that I, if I'm not involved with it as a company or my individually, I try to find them the avenue that they can they can seek. Maybe it's not me, but it's somebody else. Mm-hmm. So, so I think, I mean, what I'm hearing you say is like, there has to be a match, mm-hmm. right? It has to be like the interest of the folks who make up that organization. From, Absolutely. From the board, you know, to, to the, the executives, to the, to the front line. Yeah, right? don't, Everybody on the front right. Line. And don't, you don't want to waste your time, right? So if I'm going to sit on a board of directors, I don't want to just do it because I, it's going to be a resume builder. It's mm-hmm. something that I'm going to believe in. So some of the things you mentioned in my bio, mm-hmm. um, for instance, the healthiest town in America um, was started actually out in Ore Valley with, with a couple dentists who started that. And. Uh, I thought they had a great approach to trying to keep people healthy. We did different events in the community, um, and I felt strongly about staying healthy, and so I participated. Mm, beautiful. So that, that's like a personal choice. Correct. Right? And so that's going to influence kind of the decision-making that's happening at you know organizations that you're a part right. of because right. you're putting your heart and soul into that. Right. So for the folks that are out there, please take note, right? There is a, an appropriate way to approach businesses who are engaging and giving back to the community, but... Uh, this isn't an ATM. Right. Let's just be right. honest, right? No, it's there's, not an ATM. there's an end somewhere, yeah, right? There, there so. is an end, and there's mm-hmm. there, there's certain amount, and there's there's channels. So I imagine there's um, there's avenues of how to approach. Um, there's also kind of deadlines and things of that nature. In each organization, you got to get to know the organization. Yeah, and I, you know, for for companies too, right on the other side, it's is when we go solicit our 300 employees to say how you want to get involved. Um, I got to remember the time and money that we're spending to allow those folks during their work hour to do that. So it's also, it may not be a monetary donation, but it's a donation of some type to the, you know, from the company monetarily. Somehow we're paying the employees to, um, to be out there when they could be working. Yeah, definitely. So, so I think we need to look at it from these two perspectives, like you're saying, look at it from internally from the organizations who are giving, not just the folks who are coming and knocking, right? Because right. right? there's a lot of giving just happening internally, like you're saying. Yep. That's a lot of time, right, mm-hmm. to organize all these employees, like you're saying, 300 individuals to get all that information, to crank all that out, to make decisions. Right. That's already an investment in and of itself, right? right? That, I mean, that's time that uh, individuals, but you're saying that's important. Yep. That's critical. Absolutely. Okay, and so what, what has been the benefits of doing it in this manner rather than it being this is something that is a pet project of the board of directors what have you seen with respect to the benefits of surveying everyone and going through the whole process 
Um, I, obviously, I think the be the benefit is the end product. You know what um, what it is that you're chasing to be involved in, what you what you're passionate about. Uh, obviously, I think it's it's an easier. I, I just always feel like, you know what they say, you know, when they say, well, what do you, what do, you do for work? Or, what do you want to do for work? You know, especially when I'm talking to high school students, uh, what do you want to do for work? And they, they start giving me ideas. And one of the things I always try to say is, you know, you really want, it's, it's the old cliche. You want to, you want to do something that um, you're passionate about, mm -hmm. that you really like, and just do it for work. Um, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it's, it's the money I'm chasing. It's the salary I need. And yeah, that's important too. You have to support family or whatever else. But I guess the, the the goal I'm trying to reach to is it's about your passion, what you really care about. And I think once you do that, it makes a difference in the long run mm -hmm. to that organization, to that community, to whatever it is you're doing, um, rather than just being um, uh, someone who's filling a seat. Awesome. Uh, I mean, I, I think this is extremely important. And, and for the folks listening again, Right. This is kind of we're, we're getting a behind the scenes look right, right? from somebody right. who's in the inside saying, look, this is what this actually looks like and what it, it plays out. So um, so could you speak a little bit on KNG's uh, corporate responsibility? What are some of the areas that um, you know, KNG takes seriously and is is focused in on right now? Mm -hmm. So um, because we're 100 percent employee owned company, we um, do a lot of things internally with um, our own employees. Uh, but through through that endeavor, we've um, identified a couple of um, uh, charitables that we like to be involved in. So, for instance, right now we are trying to work with Toys for Tots every year. Um, we uh, our employees want to participate, and what we do is we find a local Walmart. Mm -hmm. uh, we we're not just one of those like, hey, we're gonna stick a couple of people out on a table and go. We actually bring uh, one of our pieces of equipment. Um, we get dressed up. We solicit the po folks coming in. And ask them to to donate a toy, but they put the toy in into um, uh, what we call the bucket of the piece of equipment, whether it's a backhoe or something. Mm -hmm. um, and it's that sort of type things that our guys wanted to do. That didn't come just because it was two people sitting in a room talking about it. That's what the employees wanted. Mm -hmm. They wanted to provide. Um, we do a lot of food drives. We do a back to school drive. Um, we're, we're obviously involved because of the construction industries. Um, and maybe we'll talk about this later, but in the Southern Arizona Construction Career Days, mm -hmm. um, trying to find um, eighth grade to 12th grade students the opportunity to seek a career. Um, it's, it's a, we spend a lot of time and a lot of um, hard work to, to participate in that. And so there's a lot of things that we do, but it's by choice. It's not something we say, oh, we feel we want to do this. Mm -hmm. uh, we did two years ago, we started a military care package. Um, for Davis Monthan. Mm -hmm. um, we had heard reports that there were a lot of airmen coming in and out. Um, and so we said, well, you know, how, how can we help with that? Um, and they had asked for um, items that, that they can either take when they're leaving or items when they come back, because a lot of times, especially when they come back, they have nothing. They're coming back to, you know, maybe a home and that's it. They don't have any food. They have no, you know, deodorant, you know, the different things that you need every single day. Mm -hmm. um, and so we said, well, let's let's help you out with that. And so we teamed up with a, a local organization and did that. And again, that was all choice by our, by our employees. Uh, we do a company survey every year um, to ask them, you know, do we want to continue or there's another organization. And then throughout the year, our employees will come uh, come over to me and say, hey, I got this great organization I want to be involved in. 
Um, of course, we kind of screen it, right? Mm -hmm. Just like everything else we've been talking about and trying to make sure that it's a match for us to see, um, does it benefit the company? Is it just benefiting you or maybe your son? You know, we want to make sure it's benefiting, you know, a greater good. So uh, we do a lot of great things in the community. I'm really proud of that. And uh, probably more than most companies that, I've, that I know of, or at mm -hmm. least my friends belong with. Yeah. You brought up uh, Southern Arizona Construction Career Day. So, um, We've participated here, Changemaker High School students yep. have been there, yes. um, and you have students coming uh, from Southern Arizona, throughout Southern mm -hmm. Arizona. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that, um, you know, how that got started, you know, how it's grown, um, all of that, and, and then the drive behind it, right? right. Like, what's, what's, the, um, what's the end goal here? What, what, what's the, uh, the deliverable, so mm -hmm. to speak, that mm -hmm. you're hoping to get? From this initiative so uh, in 2013 I'll never forget I was sitting at a board meeting uh, with my board of directors and one of them asked what you blatantly asked me so what are we doing about workforce development and I looked at him and I said yeah we're not mm -hmm. and um, you know obviously with with the way the construction industry is um, our workforce is aging and those folks are you know beginning to retire and we're trying to look for the next generation of, of workers and uh, so we did some research, a couple of uh, a couple of my board members and I did some research and came across a couple of things. And um, we heard Phoenix was doing this uh, program up there, kind of very similar to, to the Southern Arizona Construction Career Days. Anyway, we met with them and she gave me a contact to a teacher here who's now formally retired. I think he was at, oh, I think Rincon. I think that's where he taught. Um, anyhow, um, we met with him and uh, the gentleman said to us, he goes, uh, well, the hardest part for me is finding a location. And we looked at him and said, the hardest part for us is raising the money. And uh, long story short, the goal became about uh, creating awareness of opportunity of careers in construction. That's, that's basically the mission statement in short. Uh, we reached out to high schools and said, hey, if we put on a program like this, would your school participate? Is this something you want to participate in? We targeted schools that had a trade program Sorry. to begin with. And, um, and so uh, that was, that was in, in 13. And then in 14, we actually put it together. We fundraised literally from nothing, mm -hmm. went to the industry, particularly the heavy civil construction companies like K&G, um, Sunk Construction, some of the bigger companies, Granite, that, that were here, and, and pitched the idea and said, hey, if we did this, would you would you support it uh, long story short in 14 we brought I think it was it 600 students to the rodeo grounds um, to get a hands-on experience to meet with with the you know the local companies professionals um, where the students can ask some specific questions about how to get a further career in construction we realized a lot of students are not going to high are going to college so once they get out of high school where do they go uh, so a lot, we had a lot of opportunity for the high school students, especially seniors, that were saying, okay, how do I get uh, a certificate or how do I get trained on operating a piece of equipment? So mm -hmm. this was the opportunity for us to share that with them. Um, we just held our sixth annual event this past uh, November, um, first part of November, and we brought 3,000 kids. So we've grown wow. uh, tremendously. And that covered about 86 different schools from uh, four different counties in the state. Uh, and so we're growing tremendously, and the, 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 we're, we're glad to see that because that means this, the, the uh, educators, our high schools, are um, wanting to participate with this. So we'll stop when the schools stop. Mm -hmm. so, um, so if I'm hearing this correctly, this started from a conversation. Yes. A, a question. Simple, a, simple a simple question. question. That's and right. then from there, it was like, all right, let's figure out how to do this. Yep, yep. We figured it was like, well, 
that's a good challenge. And, and it's hard because we realize that what we're doing is only really a sliver of the whole workforce discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was important enough where nobody else in the community does a hands-on construction type workforce um, event in town. And so, well, you know, we were grateful to team up with, you know, the JTEDs of the world, uh, Fred G. Acosta, you know, all the different groups in the community, some high schools, um, even the U of A, ASU, and they wanted to participate too. And now, you know, we've grown so much that we couldn't have done it without them. And as long as they're all behind it and support it, uh, it's all pub- it's all um, privately funded. Mm-hmm. Um, so we raised, I think, $72,000 this year to do it. Um, students get, you know, hard hats, safety glasses, shirts, all the things they get when they get there. There's so many giveaways that they walk away with. Great opportunity for these for these students. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Again, for our listeners, I mean, this is what we talk about, not just here in the school, but with, with amazing folks out in the community that, you know, turning those ideas into an action. Yep. Right? That it isn't enough just to have that conversation or just to complain. There's a lot of folks out there, well, oh, this yeah. doesn't exist, that doesn't oh. exist, this isn't happening, that isn't happening. And we hear that. That's kind of like the norm these days. Um, but this is really an action that from 13 to now, like we're, and it, it sounds like it's only going to grow. That we hope so. Right? We, you know, we want 10,000 kids at one point, but yeah, you know, we can only saturate the community so much with the number of students. The number of students don't really matter to us. It's more that we see growth and that's, that's great, but it's more about when, uh, we get the feedback from the schools in terms of their experience, how it went. Are we, are we highlighting the things that they're highlighting in school or things that we need to highlight more of that the students need. So we, we work very closely with, with um, the schools in order to continue our success. And so, um, you know, the trade, there is this conversation, right? We're in the, in the ed space here and there is this conversation about higher ed, training, technical training, you know, trade, et cetera. There's this spectrum. Um, and the numbers are very clear, right? mm-hmm. as you're saying, right? Majority of students um, are, are not matriculating into a higher ed at this moment, right? right? Um, we have a large group of folks who are eligible to move into that trade space. And you have a lot of re- folks who are retiring out of the trade space, yep. right? So it's almost like the perfect storm in many ways. So what would you say to a young person who is interested in pursuing the trade? What, you know, what should they know? Because a lot of it is like, oh, my uncle works in construction, that kind of stuff. Right. Or, you know, my dad has worked construction. Um, but you're seeing it from the other end, like from what's needed, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I imagine the question that came up was because there was a need. Right, right? there is so, absolutely need. So, so from, the, uh, from the perspective of, of KNG and other construction companies that you've been connected to and organizations you've been connected to, what do these young people really need to know when they're taking that first step and saying, I think I'm interested in this? Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing I would say is fear not because there's opportunity. There's, there's, um, I mean, I can, you go to our website alone, we have ample opportunity for, for um, employment, uh, maybe not for the you know 12th grader in high school, um, but I say fear not in the sense that um, there is opportunity and don't think that you have to go to college. It's not, that's not, the number one thing they always have to do. There are people that just don't want to, um, they can't afford it. And um, the other great part is, uh, you know, the careers in construction uh, pay great wages. Uh, a lot of, of which, when I hear other uh, students coming out of high school who have a career in something other related than construction, uh, in terms of the amount of debt they're, they're coming into once they've completed their degree. Um, and in construction, we always say, you could skip that. And, and work directly with us and start making a living right away. Um, and so the construction companies uh, do very well um, in the sense of wages. And we, we've always tried to 
everyone wants to increase our wages, you know, the best we can. Um, but even today, and even a couple of years ago, or when the slow, the turndown occurred, um, the opportunity was still there. And um, so I always tell students, try not to to fear about well, where do I go? Do I have to do this? Yeah, there is some training. There is some opportunity. If you even if for a two year, you have to, some some um, students would have to get a two year degree in order to do some a certain uh, trade. Um, but even like a truck driver, you can do that immediately. You know, just get your CDL and you start going. Uh, a lot of our companies uh, will also um, train uh, and willing to make that uh, that uh, commitment to those students to get trained. Um, that's a cost to us, and so. But we recognize that you know there are kids out there that um, that we can hire today. Wow. Okay. So so um, to play devil's advocate, you you brought this up here when there is an economic downturn, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know that's the big hoopla. Like they're laying people off. You know they're they're building construction isn't happening. You know um, you know it's kind of like feast famine is, mm -hmm. is kind of um, you know the the argument. Uh, what have you seen in in you know from 07, 08, mm -hmm. right? Living through that, we have that experience, right? That um, that we've seen. You know, uh, what should young people know about that, right? Is, is that a reality that they should consider? Is that something they that that um, if they make you know some wise decisions that they can you know weather the storm, so to speak? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, these companies, you know, some some of these companies. 75 100 years of, of you know in operation mm -hmm. right so they they've weathered the storm right uh, what do you say to those folks who are coming in and that's part of that kind of conversation sure so uh, what I say to to them or what I would say to them is um, companies now are being a lot more cautious about what they're investing in into the future um, you know we as a company know what we're doing through uh, 20 about halfway through 2021. Um, we we sure may see a sign of a slowdown, um, but I think after the years of 2007 to 11, we probably all learned that um, we have to be smarter about how we plan for the future. And if companies out there that are doing the same, which I know there are, uh, I, I would tell a lot of kids that if they're doing that, um, there's still opportunity um, to be had out there. And, you know, the construction industry is cyclical. It has its highs, it has its lows. Um, particularly, you know, for KNG and the heavy civil companies who rely on public funding, where you know where money would slow down on the public side. But if you're a company that's very diverse, um, then you have other um, resources in order to cover for that slowdown in that particular sector uh, of your market. And so um, kids don't realize that that plays a role in our uh, financial planning, but uh, it is definitely part of our discussions. But um, students shouldn't or kids shouldn't fear that um, uh, you know that may be the end of you know if they get hired on one month and two months later they're laid off and but I would always say to students or kids now is ask those questions ask them what their company financial plan is looking like what does their backlog look like and um, and uh, they should be able to tell you that and uh, you know again talking about interviews right mm -hmm. it's not just me you know or you interviewing me it's me interviewing you and so students and kids should should think about some of those questions too, if they can, before their interview. Great. So uh, this brings me here to the next question. Like, what are some assumptions or mistakes that some of these folks that are entering into the trades? What are some of the things that you've seen that they're doing that, if they would just skip that, you can accelerate your advancement way more, right? There's some people that sure. have these like beliefs or these like big ideas of what's going to happen or how it's going to happen. It's like that's not how we do things around here. Right. What are some things that you would give 
with respects to insight of, you know, try to avoid these things so that you can move faster. So I, I always uh, think about, um, try to think, uh, don't, you're not going to get to the top as quickly as you want. Um, you can work hard and get to the top as fast as you need to, but um, big companies are, um, they're looking for the right person to help them um, succeed. And it may be, you know, a three, four, five year process before you even get a promotion. And that's okay. Um, so patience is the number one. And just just do your job and do it well. I, you know, I always say do it well. You don't have to work hard. Just do it well. And if you do it well, uh, people will, will, seek, will seek your great talents um, and they'll find place for you. Um, but don't expect too much. And that's, that's the biggest thing. You know, I, I remember when I was young too, and I, and I talk to um, folks now who are just getting out of college and, you know, they want to make X and they want this, they want that. And I said, time out, you know, you got to earn that. And um, that's, that's the big part is uh, you got to remember that you're young, but that goes back to maybe what I said at the beginning is if you find yourself and surround yourself with good people in your, in the company or wherever you may be, um, they may be able to help you as well to get where you need to go. Well, I mean, uh, around here, we talk a lot about, you know, punctuality and respect and, and, and you know, presentation and self, self-presentation, self all of these things, right? And uh, professionalism, safety, <laughs> right? Um, so speak to us a little bit about those characteristics. Like what is a company like KNG looking for when it's making a decision and saying, you know, this person I think has what, what it takes and what's a, a non-negotiable like I'm sorry if you if, if you don't have this right you know, so you're not even gonna consider we uh, we always look for somebody who's hungry somebody who wants to learn who's not afraid to learn um, obviously in the construction industry it takes to be outside for a little bit we have a lot of project managers who are inside don't have to be dealing with today's type of weather mm-hmm. um, but you have to get there and that means you have to participate in some things you might not want to do um, and so We've, we try to find those folks that are willing to do those type of jobs um, to get to get a little dirty um, and see what it takes to, to move your way through through um, the ladder, if you will. And so um, I, I, I just I always think about that mostly. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, in our industry, um, obviously, the biggest importance is safety. You mentioned that earlier. Um, it's also understanding your surroundings when it comes to the things that we do in the construction industry. It's, you don't have to be, um, you don't have to have a certain degree. You don't have to be a doctor uh, to be on a job site. If you see a big piece of equipment, it's gonna hurt you. Um, and so even just some common sense to understanding that, you know, these type of things are, are dangerous and um, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of people who come on the job site after they've been hired. Uh, two months later, they've already had two accidents and unfortunately we have to let them go. Wow. I mean, they're they're putting, you know, our, our other employees um, in harm's way. And so sometimes we have to take that, you know, probably more serious than we actually talk about. But um, so I, I always just think common sense, somebody who's willing to, to learn, be hungry, um, ask questions. I always say ask questions because that makes it look like you are interested and um, the more you ask, the more you know. Mm-hmm. And so how does um, how does a company like uh, KNG mitigate um, you know, somebody coming in who, you know, kind of gets in, but maybe isn't the right person, right? What's that process look like? I think, you know, there's that we, we constantly are talking to young people and families and et cetera about the process in, but there's also a process out, right? Right. I mean, right. Like you said, like, hey, two accidents. Mm. Yeah. So we, we have, uh, you know, of course we have our HR department too. We have policies in terms of 
the steps that we take in order to unfortunately let somebody go, um, particularly when it comes to safety. Uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. We have a policy. And so, yeah, if you get in a couple accidents within a certain amount of time, you're going to be asked to leave no matter what it is. Um, and so we, uh, we, there's no negotiating that. You can't come in and say, hey, uh, you know, it wasn't my fault. It was Johnny's fault. Well, you were, you were either operating equipment or you weren't. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's unfortunate things, but we, we do try to correct that. And we, we have a great couple ways that we do that internally um, to work with those employees to, to offer them a second chance in order to um, correct themselves. We obviously do a lot of training within uh, our company, especially on days like today, on rainy days where we can't be outside too much. We, um, we now um, do all training during these rainy days uh, rather than sending somebody home and with no pay when mm -hmm. they can't work because of the weather. That's not their fault. So we now, you know, do the training in-house in order to correct those type of things. But it's not 100% proof. And we, we do unfortunately have um, people that are with us a really short time due to the fact that they weren't safe or followed certain policies as it relates to safety on the site. Yeah, um, um, I want to wrap this section up here just talking about, like, attitude. Right. What are you yep. looking for with respect to attitude? Right. Like some some folks come in and they just got a raspy kind of character and they just kind of rub folks the wrong way. What is a company like you looking for when it comes to that? Because I imagine on a job site, um, you know, folks have to get along. Yeah. So we, we hear that a lot. We hear we hear people say, well, I used to do it this way or when I worked over here, I did it that way. Um, my advice is always to just remember that wherever you go, it's going to be something different uh, and willing to learn. Uh, what those differences are. It may not be what you want it to be, but if that's you know the company policy or just the way that site or job site wants to do things, um, I, I always say just go with the flow. And um, and then I think you're fine. But we, we, we do, we run into that a lot where people come from other companies and say, well, I learned things this way. And, um, even though it may be a good way, we also just recognize we may have something that just works better for us. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we always try to... Um, talk to our employees every Monday during our toolbox talks about, you know, just reminding them that this job site this week is going to have, you know, um, X and Ys and Zs for this week's plan um, and just remind them the ways that we try to do things at K&G. Um, and so we talk about that all the time. Yeah, and I imagine that there's some flexibility there and some decisions that are made by, you know, some of the folks on the ground, but there's, that's why there's also you know, project managers and, and, and folks yep. who are in charge, oh, yeah. they have that final say. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for a construction company, we, uh, especially for us on our public, uh, even our private projects, but public projects, we're, we're not the NB. The NB is uh, the particular city or county that we're working for. You know, they're the owner of the job. So we're, we're back in hell to them um, to making sure that we're safe and we're in compliance and other things that have to get done that week. Uh, and they'll come on the job site. So we're sometimes also, you know, relaying their message to our employees. And sometimes they don't always get that or like that, but it is what it is. And, and um, that's why we talk about those things every week. Yeah, great, great, great. So uh, Ramon, thank you so much again for, for the folks listening. Um, uh, Ramon with uh, KNG Construction has come in to talk to us. Again, talking about this corporate um, uh, social responsibility, what that looks like, talking about, you know, um, this idea of workforce development for young people not everybody's going to be going into that uh, four-year college degree route that's right. not for them and then um you know giving this insights of like what it really takes on the ground right to to really move in this direction um thank you so much Ramon, thank for you giving for us the time me. 
thank you for for uh, everything that KNG is doing in the community. Appreciate it. And thank you for 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 being that advocate, right? All the things that you've been a part of, you're only making Tucson better. So we appreciate it so much. Thank uh, you. For more information on what KNG Construction uh, is up to, please visit their website and uh, social media platforms. Uh, you can go to www.kegtus.com. Um, Thank you so much, folks. Thank you for following along. And uh, again, you can catch this podcast and all the podcast platforms on uh, Facebook and Instagram Live as well. Uh, again, thank you so much, Ramon. Thank, thank you. you for everything you Thanks, do. Man. Um, have a really good one today, man. Yeah, have a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Likewise.